You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm outraged. <laughs> and are you guys ready? You knew eventually this show would just become this. Here's our feature topic. Snyder Watch. Hey, Savannah, you're going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, Savannah. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you've been waiting for this episode. I know you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So today we are going to talk about tonight because this is a night's. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Justice League, but not anyone's old Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> He owns it. This is not your white. This is not your Whedon's Justice League. That's for yeah. sure. No, yeah. no. God, there's so many things. Okay, um, before we jump right into that, because that is the that is my goal. We're going to jump right into it. How's I don't want to lose Savannah instantly. Yeah, I know. We usually don't do that news, but we will do that news. Yeah. Um, first off, though, how are you two doing? What's going on? I'm good. Yeah, I'm all right. how are you ready i'm excited man i'm more excited than you guys i'm more excited than i have a right to be for this Mm -hmm. i was weirdly excited for this movie given how much we've dumped on Mm -hmm. basically everything since batman v superman yeah or before even or before i'm 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 like the daywalker of this whole thing. I am not a Zack Snyder fan, but I like some of his movies, uh, some of his DC movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas generally we are not, not, it's not like we're not DC fanboys. I think it's ridiculous to like paint it in that DC versus Marvel thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We're, you know, but we're not fans of what Warner brothers has done with the DC properties in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, let's get to, let's react at a little news. Melanie had messaged me this just before, shortly before we went live. Um, Jessica Walter passed away. Now, why would people know Jessica Walter? Um, Arrested Development and Archer. Um, I forget the character's name in Arrested Development, but she's played Mallory and Archer and she was just an awesome lady and she was the actress version of Savannah's grandma Sue and uh, grandma Sue was freaking awesome. So, you know, so was uh, Jessica Walter. And we, yeah, we happen to be watching Archer right now. And Archer's one of those, it's not, not all the characters, but her character very much like, it looks like, you know, some of the, some of the characters they model after the people playing them. Mm -hmm. So it's very much looks like her and, Mm-hmm. The attitude is 
very much the attitude she plays with a lot of her. Uh, she played with a lot of the characters she was. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> I said that weird. All right. So, so was she the mom in the Bluth family? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, she was exceptional. Like she was a great character actor mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Oh wow, this is this is a good way to start. The, uh, you know what? This is maybe the only appropriate way to start the Snyder Watch, mm-hmm. um, with the death of someone. I was just gonna say, yeah, you, that's how that's how it starts, and then and then you gotta, you know, make up, up a bunch of ridiculous crap to have a reason to Why bring I mean, it back. <laughs> after someone dies, you can hear their voice on all corners of the earth. Yeah, bring and up. even under the water. Without the use of a bubble, I might add. <laughs> Bring out mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, uh, rural coastline folk singers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you goodness. know what? It was like Superman became the Wub Wub machine for this. Oh, oh. <laughs> it went full circle. He became the Wub Wub Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't wait, can we? <laughs> we really can't. Um. Hey, who else is out there? Who? Oh, it's probably Jesse, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not yet. Okay. Um. Anyway, I just I you know I feel like Savannah's our main audience right now, and she doesn't want to hear it. But you know what? <laughs> right, right. We're sorry, Savannah. It's time to talk about Justice League. Yeah. Uh, do we need to do some recent uh, reviews or recent watches? Did you guys watch anything else? Because this took four hours to watch. Yeah. We'll get into no. that. Not really. We've been okay. just kind of bouncing between uh, Archer, and I think we finally got through stuff we'd already seen before. And because we fell off, I don't know, at some point. Like we season just seven. Did you yeah. watch the last blockbuster? Did you watch any of those documentaries? No. Mm-hmm. I uh, I actually watched, this is not the only thing I watched on HBO Max this week, actually. I, I watched, uh, I actually watched the McCain documentary. And I was shocked at a few things. Like, first of all, I know it's a documentary, and so it's going to have its bias. And it's going to appeal to me specifically. (laughs) I feel like this McCain documentary was made for the more liberal uh, people, too. And we're like, listen, he wasn't just a Republican (laughs) kind of thing. Um, But there were some things that genuinely shocked me because I've uh, on my. okay, so on my political spectrum which will maybe surprise or not surprise anyone. Uh, I I'm, I'm an independent and I lean very independent. And uh, one of the things I've been saying is that what we need in this country, if we want to achieve actual bipartisanship is a candidate to, uh, I don't know, for, for lack of a better phrase, nut up or shut up. And because it'll probably be a man, let's be real. Uh, get a, get a running mate from the opposite party. And mm-hmm. I was shocked to find out that McCain, that's what exactly what McCain wanted and his party wouldn't let him do it. They gave him Sarah Palin. They made him go. They with gave him, him Sarah yeah. Palin. Yeah. That's and he cool. could have had, he could have been the, he could have made history. Mm-hmm. Was, it, was, somebody she else the, was she the Republicans idea, the Republican party's idea of like being progressive? It's a woman. It, yeah. yeah, I think so. He wanted his best oh, friend. God. He wanted Joe Lieberman. <laughs> it was like, I mean, and and don't get me wrong, like Joe Lieberman's no like all-star progressive, but uh like that's just shocking on the face of it. I mm-hmm. was I was I was 
I don't know. I was compelled. I was, I was, this documentary was oddly compelling, you know, a show about, uh, about McCain should not have interested me this much, but it actually was really interesting on a lot mm -hmm. of levels. And it, it, it's like a surprisingly good, uh, depiction of how our politics have gotten just progressively worse pun intended yeah. always. So I just got to throw it out there. I mean, if you want somebody who's just middle of the aisle, vote Democrat. You'll get the best of both worlds or the yeah. worst yeah. of both worlds, to be honest. Because yeah. you're yeah. Biden, your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because, listen, Republicans, it might surprise you to hear the Democratic Party is not left wing. There are a few outliers that might actually be progressive. The Democratic Party is way closer to right wing than anything left wing. Yeah, mm -hmm. we look. So I don't know the, why the you Democratic guys get so Party upset. looks like looks like the Republicans of the eighties almost. Mm -hmm. We're getting right. there, you know. It's not my. Party. Anyways, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole so completely. Uh, I also <laughs> watched a documentary, uh, Persona. It was about um, like not was it I basically personality tests that kind of thing, mm -hmm. and it really dives into and I, like it hit home. That one hit home for me too. Um, like how people use personality tests, uh, how they were used and now how they are used and now how they are used is like to screen applicants before they ever get an interview. And, and that, that hits home because I think I got, uh, what was the term? Like re not redlined. That's a different term, but it's like, it's similar to that where it's like, mm -hmm. Uh, you you got red zoned or something like this is this is basically a red flag because this turned up on your personality quiz mm -hmm. and we can't hire you because this infers that you may be more likely to steal right, like that right. kind of thing you know like like you take a little quiz and from that now they're like well he might not be the most uh authentic person or whatever like because yeah. he changed his answer between this and this you know yeah and that happens like there's a lot of people who can't get jobs because of this yeah i i remember many years ago before i met randy even uh i got in trouble i got in trouble for helping someone when we were both taking a test to become management at this place and uh i wasn't cheating and i it was a big thing i'm like i wasn't cheating she she couldn't understand the questions so i was explaining the questions to her but i I didn't answer for her because you can't answer for her for them because it's personal questions and they're what they're doing is checking to make sure that you are not erratic and all over the place that you actually have a personality that you know that has a pattern that they can read that says yeah this person would be good for management so me giving her an answer to the random questions she didn't know wouldn't have done her any good at all um uh and then actually she yeah, she didn't get the job but I did haha -ha. <laughs> Would they also are like using these personality quizzes to almost red flag mental illness in people that has gone undiagnosed. So it's mm -hmm. like, not only did you not get the job, but you may have a mental illness and we didn't tell you. I mean, and isn't that a form of discrimination? Uh, yeah, it is. I, I hate how mental illness is viewed in this country because it's a, it's an illness like any other disease mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to discriminate based on other diseases. So right. I'm not, if you put that, that on your you know. application, they couldn't discriminate. But if you take a quiz 
or a personality test, uh, then they can say, well, you just might not be the right fit. Right. right. And it gives them plausible deniability to say no before you even get an interview. Mm-hmm. Savannah makes a good point of, you know, you're supposed to tell the job what they want to hear. And that's the thing. Like I, most people, it's do a lot of people answer those things. Honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing some of us do. One more story. Can real quick, can I tell another, I went to another job and they had, it wasn't even really a personality question. Well, maybe kind of, it was, it was more of a, like, you know, this is the situation. Would you take these office supplies or would you, you know, whatever. <laughs> but there was a part in this where it was like, how much per month do you spend on illegal substances? And I was like, does anybody ever put anything in there besides zero? And they were like, oh yeah, no, they do all the time. And I'm like, are you serious? Who are these people that are like, yeah, no, I spend like, you know, $300 a month on drugs and then expect to get a job. But, but you know, people do. So there you go. One of the, was it two times? I think I worked for Walmart years and years ago. I don't remember what the question or the answer was, but I answered, you know, they did the thing. And then they asked me about one of the questions. Like, obviously I answered it in a way they weren't expecting or whatever, but they asked me to clarify what I mean, what I meant. And I explained, I was like, well, the question was this. And so I answered this because this reason and they're like, oh, okay. And it's like, well, if your test, like, that's not a good test. If like, whatever I had answered is still fine, but like broke the question i guess i don't know it's just like your test is broken uh that said there have been other jobs that i've straight up walked out of filling out the application because they do the quiz right and i was doing the quiz and i got to something some question about anger and i'm like this makes me angry (laughs) (laughs) and the secret is but the point is like it hit a point where i'm like are you like this is this is invasive this is like weird and unnecessary for whatever crap most likely minimum wage job it was i was applying for like no yeah i'm angry now because this is inappropriate right um yeah so i just straight up walked out of the job uh situations because of those tests mm-hmm. it's crap yeah so those are the two like like i mean th- they've been good conversation starters for sure but those weren't mm-hmm. those you know, like documentaries are fun but they're not fun um I, then I watched the last blockbuster, but we don't need to get into that too much. Um, was it good? The one that I, uh, yeah, it was all right. I mean, it is what you kind of expect. Uh, it basically chronicles, you know, the fact that there's only one left kind of thing. And I think it's weird on. that there can be one left. And from what Andrew was saying in, uh, I had posted something about it and I had, I haven't watched it, but Andrew had said something about, because my whole deal with blockbuster is like, you know, F them, they were the Walmarts of video stores. But he pointed out, like, the last one is just pretty much a mom and pop shop. Yeah. Which is weird. Mm-hmm. But also, like, how do they have the rights? So that's the part that's really kind of shady is that uh, Dish Network bought out Blockbuster ages ago. They still have to pay for the rights to be Blockbuster. And every year they go through this, like, stressful period of, will they let us re-up? Oh, so like, still, it, like a- at this point, they should be like... You're the lone bastions of this property. This property is worth zero dollars to us after you close. So, yeah, you can do that for however long you want for free. That's what should be happening, but it's not. They're paying every year to be Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but that reminds me of a thing I saw recently where 
I think it's in Illinois, Illinois somewhere. There's a, a, there was a like mom and pop shop called Burger King before Burger King became a thing, but it was only registered or trademarked or whatever in that city. So in that city, Burger King can't be Burger King or there can't be Burger Kings there because it is Burger King, but everywhere else uh, in the world, it is not. <laughs> that's interesting. I like that. I like that they, you know, I mean, I'm guessing maybe that city just doesn't, isn't that important, but I like that they either haven't caved or Burger King hasn't tried to be like, we're going to buy your trademark or whatever from yeah. you in that city. Mm-hmm. There's a Burger Queen somewhere around here I've seen once. Yeah. There's there's a Dairy King too. Yeah. Yep. Dairy King, I love yeah. those like obvious, just <laughs> almost not. They even said like, what will you do if they don't re-up? Like what, what would you do? Just like rename it and be like Buster video or whatever. You're like, <laughs> yeah. You know, what can we do? That's the least change possible, but yeah. It'd be box Custer. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so the one movie that I watched though, the like movie movie uh, was called VFW. Have you heard of this? Cause I had not heard of it until uh, just recently, but I saw it because uh, Martin Cove is right there on the cover. And it's got all these like, it's got all these epic old guy actors. It's kind of like, like uh, senior citizen expendables, right? Okay. Which is, which is only one step removed from the expendables. So how was it? No, I, I think I seen a, I've heard very little about it, but I remember seeing a trailer once about for it or something. It's simultaneously not a great movie and not bad at all. Like, it, <laughs> what, okay, so what it really made me think of, and this is ironic, um, it made me think of uh, the Warriors. And why that's mm-hmm. ironic is, uh, what's his name? The guy who plays T-Bird is in it. He's right there in the bandana. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's T-Bird, yeah. What Interesting. I mean... I mean, I actually don't know the premise of it, but it looks like, yeah, they're having to fight something. Yeah, but like, it's like a hyper, it, it, it's like a, it's like a future. So it's it's very much like the Warriors, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like, like a undisclosed future. And uh, there's like this, this specific drug that's out there that's supposed to be like better or worse than any other drug. And so it's like the new opium addiction craze kind of thing um or opiate addiction mm-hmm. and uh and so this gal essentially steals it and breaks into an like busts into this vfw so this vfw is now under siege by all these like crazy druggies trying to get this tr- these drugs back mm-hmm. and it, it's super hyper violent and all these awesome things mm-hmm. um <laughs> sorry like it's super it was a little, I mean, like it was a little much, like there was a, like that's like just over the edge gore factor where it's just like, oh, that's a little uncalled for. And then it was like, maybe that's why I like this. I don't know why I like this. It's kind of schlocky. It's kind of great. I, I realize it's just showing certain people, right? Right. But I like, it's a whole bunch of like old actors, you know, and then some girls. <laughs> and there's the <laughs> right. ladies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where's. No. Yeah, no, this is not passing the Bechtel test at all. <laughs> uh, uh, Savannah says she rewatched Atomic Blonde because the soundtrack is amazing. And you don't watch movies anyway. You just listen to them. Sorry. <laughs> it's weird. 
No, it's not entirely. It's not entirely true. It's probably true. She's probably. I don't know what Savannah does on the computer. She's probably doing computer things. Okay, Savannah, I'm sorry. I I, I padded this out as long as I could, but that's all I got. <laughs> well, we happen to watch another movie. Uh, Justice League. You might have heard of it. <laughs> oh yeah. 2017, directed by Joss Whedon. No, even the 2017 <laughs> version isn't credited. It's credited to Zack Snyder, and right. I mean, that's probably still appropriate because. Okay, so yeah, no, we're gonna talk about Zack Snyder. We're gonna talk about the Snyder Cut because it's finally here. We, we talked a little bit offline about it. Uh, I agree, Jesse. Like, it's. I am a little surprised at how much praise. It's gotten just kind of across like the almost board. universal. I don't know. I'm seeing a few outliers, but like most people, universally are hailing it. Yeah. I wonder. Oh, I I gotta look up the. Not that it means anything. The Rotten Tomato score. Oh, there there was an article on that. Seventy three tomato meter, which is still fresh. Right. And that's critics. Uh, ninety six percent audience score. That's kind of crazy high. I think shenanigans. That's the movement. Uh, no, yeah, it's, exactly. What it probably is 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 like you were saying, Randall. It's like people are watching it. And you're no like, oh, you know what? This makes slightly more sense, and is it quite as crap? So I think it's great. You know, but it's not great. It's just a little bit better, but our standard is so freaking low right now that, you know, that it seems amazing to us. I, I, yeah. I mean, okay. For me, I think it does benefit from the bar being so low for the original theatrical release. Yeah. You mm -hmm. automatically just compare it against itself. And I, I do want to handle this review kind of backwards because eventually it is just going to be us pulling it apart. Yeah. I want to start with star ratings, which I don't, you guys don't usually do, but I want to start with star ratings because I think I have some explaining to do. Um, okay. So I'll go ahead and start with mine. I was surprised to see when I logged into Letterboxd, I was like, what did I give the theatrical cut? I gave the theatrical cut three stars. So, and I know we talked about it on the show years ago, uh, but I didn't revisit that episode. So I don't know what I said or what my reasoning was, but I do remember like, yeah, okay, it's fine. And that's why I say this benefits from <laughs> the inferior version of it, the bar being so low that we're just like, so long as it's not awful, it'll be fine. And it was fine. So Melanie and I watched this. We did pause so she could smoke and we'd read up on snacks or go to the bathroom <laughs> during like the chapter breaks. But otherwise, we did. We watched it in one sitting, and wow. one one go. Uh, I don't remember where I was going with that point exactly, but I ended up giving this. I was like, "It's not four stars. It's dev." I if I gave, and I know I don't. I try not to do this. I try not to compare the star ratings because you just got to go with the gut. But I was like, I give Justice League three stars. This is better than the theatrical version for sure. But I cannot go four stars on this because it's not any kind of great. It still mm -hmm. is flawed. It still has it has the same flaws. The flaws are not that much different, it, mm -hmm. and maybe a few new ones. Um, so I went three and a half. I went three and a half, which feels kind of high, but also like you know, I didn't hate it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't. 
I, I feel like I'll probably be maybe the more positive of us when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. One of. Right. Yeah. You, you I may have it. I may have a slightly bit better score just by virtue of my own math. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a problem when we have to like. Here's my yeah. star rating. But listen, listen. We have to walk through some steps. We need to solve. We need to <laughs> carry the two. We need right. like. There's some things we have some math equations to work out here. <laughs> We're nerds on the internet, Randy. <laughs> We're wrong. We're just wrong. Period. Full right. stop. Right. Uh, having said that, keep listening to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I mean, like I just kind of jumped in, uh, but so I, I guess I'm going to continue um, with, uh, I don't know what my rating was, but I remember liking the original uh, cut of the justice league because for a couple of key reasons, because uh, it was a course correct on the mood this mm-hmm. broody mood that was going on in all of all of the movies that were happening for DC. And so I felt like even even Joss Whedon's cut of it was a breath of fresh air in terms of what they were doing with Superman and even the ridiculously bad CGI correction of the mustache. They right. open with Superman being friendly and, uh, you know, like a superhero. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Like, so, I mean, I know that's not a universally loved scene, but I liked the vibe they were finally giving Superman, even in Joss Whedon's cut. So I had, I think if we go back and listen to that episode, I'm sure we pull, pulled that thing apart with our teeth because it was not a great movie. Mm-hmm. But I also had a surprisingly positive vibe about it. This movie, I will concede, it did not suck in the ways that I thought it would. That's a, that's about as far as I'm going with that, uh, but it, it is better. It is better for sure. I have to I have to concede that much that it is as as a quality product. It is better overall. So whatever I gave, I'm going to be very much the same. It's like okay, if the last movie was three stars, if the last movie was good, then this this is 3.5 this is just incrementally better so whatever i gave it give it just incrementally a nudge so if i gave it 3.5 last time you're gonna have to give this thing a 3.6 it ain't going full three quarters okay all of a star except the very top (laughs) oh you're trying to pull a jasper on me you're like you know uh three stars and like uh (laughs) one arm of it (laughs) of the next star what (laughs) Uh, Melanie, if, if you were to give this a, a rating out of five, what would you give it? I don't know. Uh, two and a half. Okay. That's not as bad as I expected. Yeah. Well, I mean, something's got to be pretty bad to get a one for me. Um, True. two, two is not uncommon for things like this. Um, that I don't, I mean, maybe I hate to be like, he has Snyder has no real passion or I, I don't know what, what I'm trying to say is just that he just it's he, it, he slaps stuff together and then paints it so it looks pretty that's real um mm-hmm. so I don't really care for I actually 300 I liked but everything else I'm not I don't, I don't think I'm a particularly big fan of. um and this movie I didn't I don't remember the old one I mean I do now since I watched this one I kind of remember it but I don't I didn't remember it before and I don't remember what was different about it other than somehow this one seemed to make a little bit more sense because it seemed like there was a lot of just jumping into things 
for no reason in the in the first the first time around and in this one there was maybe some more backstory to it but mm-hmm. then again um some of the backstories were kind of boring and stuff too so there you go <laughs> Okay, well, that kind of brings me to, and I'm sorry, you. I don't know that you'll have a lot to contribute on this point, Melanie. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before the stream. But, okay, so what... Sorry, I'm checking messages, nothing, nothing new. What would you say, then, is uh, the most surprising, maybe for the better, or just, I guess, just surprising change or addition or whatever or i guess removal from the theatrical cut what is the most surprising aspect of this to you what element or yeah whatever uh, however uh, you take that uh adding a, a trailer for a movie that's never going to happen to the end of it i would say is, <laughs> is oh man you had to go there already <laughs> it, i mean let, it's, let, yeah. sorry let's not let, let's not dive too far into that yet i because there's so much to chew on there yeah okay that's good though that's good okay. jesse Ignoring that for a moment. Ah, uh, yeah, no, blood, I, I can see the blood that. pressure. To shake, to shake that off, man. <laughs> you guys could see it. I, I know, like you video watchers in the live here are, are like seeing that I'm scratching at my own skin, ready to tear this thing apart. Um, so, but I'm going to be positive for a while because disclaimer. I I, I should have thrown this disclaimer at the at the onset. I said it with my star review. I do generally like this version better. I do generally like this version better. I do like that it happened. I do like that Joss Whedon got to finish it because or the other one was not Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah, whatever I said. Well, <laughs> there, now, now, now the we not the balls in Whedon's court. Now he yeah. gets to go finish reshooting oh, the man, entire movie. Be, Give us the Whedon cut, like wouldn't the that real be interesting. <laughs> wouldn't that be interesting? He gets to shoot like he gets a couple million dollars. He gets to reshoot large portions. Not just little portions, large portions. Or better him, CGI. Hire him to do the cyborg movie. That's never going to happen. Mustache. Oh, God. <laughs> See, okay. Gonna, okay. That's actually a good segue because that was going to be my most surprising thing is, is just how much of the cyborg story really was absent. Like that's, um, that's probably the biggest surprise that, that and uh, the flash, like, I, and, and I'm, I know I'm, kind of parroting things that other people have probably said cyborg and flash were the most improved by this new cut by far um, cyborg in particular, because he had like no story before I'm makes me wonder about the whole Ray Fisher thing. You're like, yeah, they cut a lot of his work from the movie. Mm-hmm. They kind of ghostbustered him. Yeah. Uh, you. Uh, so, Okay, it's a flash. Yeah, they did cut some of his stuff, but I feel like this. My pick is um, for like the most surprising element is definitely the cyborg stuff, because leading up to this, I'd you know I'd heard Zack Snyder talk about how cyborgs really the heart of this, heart of this movie, the heart of this movie, and I mean, I don't know what way he meant that. If he meant like the emotional heart, I disagree. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like his oh, character God, no. arc. It's cliche and very one note he's just mm-hmm. moody the whole time beginning to end mm-hmm. but he's spock <laughs> uh, yeah but plot line plot wise he is absolutely like pivotal to the entire plot and i'm amazed that they cut all of that out like they cut mm-hmm. all of that out 
to where he is a non-character in the theatrical cut. So I was surprised at how much, um, whether it, you think it should was compelling or not. I know Melanie could do without the football scene and the car accident, like all, so much of his stuff. I know she had complaints while we were watching it. He had a mom, dude. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. and just how kind of important he, they made him to the mother box situation. Right. I was very surprised at how, um, his dad, which is a whole other stupid thing. Uh, but I was very surprised at how much cyborg there was that they were actually able to take out because of how important he was to the plot. Mm -hmm. Like the, not like, you know, not the character arcs or anything like that, but just the actual plot itself. <laughs> Can I flip side this surprise? So the flip side surprise to this is that um, Superman was not as big a deal. No, at all. Like he was actually, his impact was greatly uh, lesser than in the, mm -hmm. the Whedon cut. He almost kind of was other than some of the end, like basically the end is different. We won't have to go into that yet either, but like, it's pretty much just kind of extended Lord of the Rings style. <laughs> where right. It just keeps going. Um, other than him being in the end a little bit longer, just because the end is longer itself. He kind of has the same amount of screen time. I mean, I don't know that it's like specifics, but any scene in this with Superman that wasn't in the theatrical cut, they simply reshot new scenes in the theatrical cut, new dialogue scenes. And that's right. like pretty much it. Otherwise he didn't really get anything new um, other than the opening. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm, I was actually a little surprised at how unimportant the dark Superman aspect of this was. I kind of figured Snyder's version would take that farther, but then again, it, Clearly not. It plays out the same or as you know, has less impact in a way. And it's it's kind of my beef with Batman v Superman and just the concept of this and as a whole is Snyder picks great or the writers he works with, however the I mean he didn't write these, but however that works, they pick great comic book storylines to work from. You got, you know, Dark Knight Returns. Uh, you got, you know, or, uh, Death of Superman in there. You've got all kinds of stuff. They hinted at Injustice-type storyline in the what would have been the sequel to this. But my problem with Snyder or just whatever the whole team is they're like, let's just take a little elements and cram it all together so that none of it gets done in a justified manner. It's all there, but not really. Right. It's there on surface. It's like killing him at the end of Batman v Superman. It's like, what's the point? Not only do we know he's coming back, you teased at the end of Batman v Superman that he's coming back. So there's no like suspense and it's Superman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, he's not going to die forever. Um, so like, I, I, I want to kind of shout out and also like, it's, it's kind of lament uh, that Paul is not here in the chat tonight because he recently released an episode of his uh, bull spit with moose. Um, podcast where he reviewed or well not he didn't review but he interviewed the author of the book um released the snyder cut which is about the whole movement and uh the reason that i bring that up is that there was an interesting point oh hey there he is <laughs> uh it's like i summoned him it's crazy it is like you summoned him i was about to say how is paul not here yeah. right this episode 
this episode's for you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's uh, anyways, you, I, w- I wanted to point out uh, there was a there was a there was a lot a lot of great stuff in that interview, and you guys should check that out, especially if you're interested in the Snyder uh, the Snyder Cut movement. But uh, there was a thing that, there was a thing that was said uh, by the author, and uh, and I and I agree with it, and it makes me mad at the same time. Oh, really? And that and that thing. The thing that was said that is also true is that uh, Batman v Superman, the extended edition, and I, I think we've even talked about this, the extended edition is so much better than the, the original edition, the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, this version is better than the theatrical cut. Do you know where I'm going with this? Zack Snyder, for whatever ungodly reason, needs three hours or more to tell a good story. Mm-hmm. And he's being hailed for that. Look, if you make a good three-hour movie, that's great. Great. But I'm going to say that could be a flaw. No, I think it is a flaw because it's a flaw in his, again, stylistically, his movies look great. Mm-hmm. From a storytelling point of view, I think that's his biggest where his biggest flaws lie as a as a director. Because you can... You can trim it. He's he's excessive. He's self indulgent, mm-hmm. and it's not necessary because it's not like it's not like some of these stories are so complex. You just need three hours to tell. It's like no, mm-hmm. he overcomplicates it and then shoots literally ten percent of the movie in slow motion, so that yeah. you can't trim it down without it feeling incomplete just because of the way it's made. It's because there's so much in there. Uh, that doesn't need to be in there. But if you remove little bits and pieces, you're like, something's missing. So right. when you put those pieces back, you're like, oh, well, at least it feels whole now. Even though Batman v Superman, yes, the extended cut, at least it feels whole. Those little multiple, totally unimportant, eventually go nowhere subplots actually make sense now. Right. Ignoring the fact that they don't need to be there at all. Mm-hmm. That whole entire Batman v Superman, that whole, and I'm, this is off topic, but it, it's the bigger issue. The whole thing with him going over to, uh, you know, the Jimmy, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen scene uh, right. where he uh, gets shot and Superman goes over and saves Lois Lane. Like that entire thing doesn't need to be there. They're not, it makes less sense that, that would be an issue in the court system that they're debating over that than the entire city that got destroyed during a fight with Superman. Like that's right. the thing that they should be having court hearings about. Why even include this whole little subplot about the b- bullet that came from Lex Corp that the, you know, it's so stupid. So that's the issue. It's not that. And you can't split this in half either. You know, like the the obvious thing would be like, well, this should have been a couple of different movies. There's not a good beat to end it on. It actually has to be four hours long. It actually has to be a three-hour Batman v Superman in order for it to be fully cohesive. At that point, dude, you need to be doing miniseries, not movies. I I would argue that this didn't need to be four hours because... Of the, of the separate endings that didn't really do anything for the movie, in my opinion. Um, none of those needed to be there. Especially... Oh, no. Yeah. Especially the the one that really... Okay, the one that had been the end after the trailer. Why are you going to show me 
this oh my god it's this 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 new character and we're in new information and turn around and like two minutes later oh the person who we is supposed to be going to kill batman is now teamed up with him and going on adventures don't introduce me to him like it's a big can we talk about this now okay fine we're gonna talk about the end by the way i do want to once again reiterate paul um Bullspit with Moose. He had the interview. I I just had the page open and I closed it. Hold on. Open. Reopen. Where is it at? Reopen. Close tab. Okay. He interviewed Sean O'Connell, who works with Cinema Blend or whatever. So I was a little surprised by that. And I was like, oh, hey, we've used your news a lot. Uh, but he interviewed uh, Sean O'Connell, who wrote Release the Snyder Cut, which is a book. Um as we said about the movement um it was a good interview paul we listened yeah and it's a great uh definitely and i would recommend it as a I, corollary I, to this for sure and i didn't understand like because i didn't know who the guy was initially before you know before when paul had first told us about it so my assumption was he was uh, some fanboy who was like i'm gonna write a book about the snyder cut he's a entertainment journalist I'm sorry for the quotes, but you know, he is an entertainment journalist and he oh, he's, he's an access. I would give him that. He's a journalist. He's a, like, he actually does what journalists are supposed to do. Right. And because it's entertainment, he's allowed to be an actual journalist. Right. Okay. Exactly. I mean, if it was like politics or something, you know, if it were like world news or something, they'd tell him what to say. Mm-hmm. So he had the access he was around throughout like following the story and it it seems like and i haven't read the book but it seems like the book was probably written from the point of view of like this is a fascinating anomaly in uh you know the history of movies or whatever and and i've said before part of the reason that i was so f- kind of fascinated when they by the snyder cut when they're like hey we're going to release it it's real is because director's cuts and just like studio interference in movies is a thing that does fascinate me. So I'm very curious to, I mean, I don't know how much the book goes into that aspect, but like it, it's definitely more interesting to me knowing that the writer is somebody who come from, who probably came at it from a little bit more of that perspective than just like a fanboy in the movement. Right. So, right. In fact, he interviewed a lot of people in the movement, mm-hmm. uh, which go to is elect- interesting. ElectronicMediaCollective.com slash Bullspit. That's S-P-I-T. And it's his most recent episode currently right now. So that's, yeah, re- worth a recommend. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. That's fine. You, you guys are ready. Are you, are you ready? Let's do <laughs> it. Because I, like, I have to piggyback on what Melanie started because she's absolutely a thousand percent correct. Full spoilers. Uh, I mean, for this movie that everybody's already seen. Mm-hmm. He was there the whole damn time and did nothing. Who? What? What? Who? Martian Manhunter. <laughs> he was, he was, or should I say Martha Manhunter? Right. Yeah. He was there the entire time, did nothing, didn't help save the universe in any substantial way other than to say, hey, Lois Lane, you should go back to work instead of laying around like a lazy do nothing and then and then at the end at the end he has the gall to come up to batman and be like hey i really like what you guys did saving the whole universe and whatnot hey i want to be part of your team now 
I'm, I even says something to, along the lines of, I'm ready to help out now. And it's like, well, first off, what have you been doing this whole time? And second off, you've known about Superman since Man of Steel. We've seen you. Also, you're working in fairly high up in the U.S. military. Are you not contributing there somehow? Like, what are you doing? He's working for the military and raising Superman. That's what he's been doing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> You're right. You know, it's hard for a single Martian right. to uh, <laughs> raise a child after um, Paul can't d- yeah. decided to commit suicide <laughs> by tornado. I got you next time, fam. Yeah, but exactly. My my Come biggest on. piece with that whole bit is it, it's completely useless. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give her a pep talk, but her pep talk has nothing to do with anything because you know what she's doing? She's getting a coffee and going to the thing like she has been doing every day that she hasn't been at work since he died. So I'm going to give you this pep talk so you can do the same thing and save the day that way. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. But, and, and like you guys were talking about before, unless unless Martian Manhunter was Martha all along, it yes. drastically undercuts the character of Martha Kent. Like, oh, it yeah. took away one of her key things to do in this movie. It was like, oh, you thought that was Martha doing a really great thing. It was just a Martian. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. in like two scenes maybe three scenes tops mm-hmm. and the most important scene she's in or at least the most from a character perspective like impactful scene mm-hmm. no it wasn't her it was Mar- it was it was a man it actually <laughs> took me out of the scene like yeah. like i was like oh this is a, yeah this scene this is a great scene and then I was like what yeah what it makes no sense mm-hmm. that it, it's there just no. remove i i realized like Snyder's trying to do his original vision, and I'm guessing part of his original vision was a mandated set up a Martian Manhunter movie or something. Mm-hmm. Just like the original vision was a mandated set up uh, Lex Luthor Deathstroke uh, knows who Batman is for the solo Ben Affleck Batman movie that never came to be. You could maybe change that now. Yeah, yeah, especially since now you don't have the, uh, you know, the the WB breathing down your neck, forcing what they want. You're like, now you have that opportunity to correct the wrongs, all the things that he said he was going to do, whether you're like, like there were other things that he wanted to shoot, like another um, green lantern scene that never even made it into the Snyder cut. And they were like, no, we don't need that. And he did it anyway. You know, like this is a, this is again off topic because it's not even in the movie, but like he had, kind of full license to do what he wanted so he could correct the wrongs. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you look at it, Ben Affleck looks different in that last scene with Martian Manhunter. So that's a reshoot. Mm-hmm. He right. reshot that extra stuff that sets up nothing. Yeah. Can I and undermines talk? the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, you just, uh, you reminded me there was one good thing about that first movie. And that's that it, it made sure that there wasn't that Ben Affleck Batman movie. Um, and then the it other killed thing, Ben Affleck's soul. Yes. <laughs> that's yes, the good thing about the Whedon cut. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to mention to Paul in response to his paw and paw can't. Yes, we already discussed this and that's why they couldn't have children. That's our working theory is that Martha <laughs> was always Martian Manhunter. And that's why, yeah, that's why they couldn't have children. And that's why they were very happy when a, a strange little alien child landed in their field. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Martha Manhunter. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Release the Martha Manhunter cut. Yep. Or wait, I guess oh, that's they this. did. <laughs> yeah. And you, I know we were talking about like the things that they added 
Can I just say, I was, I was really surprised with all this extra time that they didn't have was anything to make Aquaman interesting in any movie. Because the, in the Aquaman movie, it like starts off like all these things are supposed to have happened and we know what's going on. But we it didn't and we don't. And the first time around, the movie didn't explain anything. And this time around, it didn't explain anything more either. And he's the crappiest character and all he's good for is to look pretty. I did so. feel like we got more Willem Dafoe, which is always a plus. Yeah. I, we got Willem. And it's interesting. And I realized that like when Aquaman came out, this was not canon. This was not finished. The Justice League that we previously saw didn't really flesh Aquaman out at all. Although I feel whether appropriate or not, Aquaman had more character in the Whedon cut because they leaned in the rewrite rewrites leaned heavier into the aqua bro. And then here we get aqua bro a handful of times and then just another moody muscle guy who carries shirts in his pockets or something, because every time he jumps in the water, he throws it away. He <laughs> Cre- shows up on shore to grab a spiders <laughs> that you like smell. He'll sh- yeah. He'll show up. <laughs> Where does he get these? It, why does he even bother? Cause I'm pretty sure that, speaking of things that probably needed to not be there like the one scene where he just shows up grabs a bottle and then goes off into the water there's like cool music playing it's got that admittedly very cool like slow motion splash where he's up on, on the rocks you know mm-hmm. that scene served no purpose there is was no right? reason <laughs> is, that, is that the one where the village women all started singing and smelling no. his clothes no that's okay. the second that's the second <laughs> that's one where he shows there. up and then takes his shirt off to go back in the water it's like did you just like Get out of the water, put a shirt on, grab a bottle, and then take it off to throw it again. Like, is that? It's a. It's. A, I bet there's like he does it to impress the ladies, so that he knows mm-hmm. they. He knows they sing folk songs about him as soon as he's <laughs> in the water. Uh, yeah. Aquamarine is super lame as a character, anyway. Well, I mean, okay, that's actually that actually gets me. Reminds me of. The main thing I want to go before I try to give this movie praise and not just crap on it. Aquaman is a character that you can, I don't know that Aqua bro is really the way to go with him, but I feel like his character is kind of like milk toast baseline enough in the most of the comics that I've read. I haven't read a whole lot of Aquaman though, so I'm sure there's hardcore Aquaman fans that would disagree and I'm, they're probably right, but I feel like he is a character that you can work with. You can yeah. change. No kidding. People don't have a strong grasp of who Aquaman is. So yes, do what you want. They it still kind of feels like they didn't really do that here. Um but it but it, that comes down to like the biggest complaint and why I say the flaws here are carried over from like the Whedon cut and the Snyder cut. Like it has the same flaws and that is a fundamental mishandling of the characters. Mhm. My number one, I think, maybe number one pet peeve of this movie. Batman's almost worse in this than the Whedon cut. Even though Whedon cut's got Batman given one-liners, which sucks in the same way. The scene, I, the scene where it's towards the end, because Alfred's kind of being like the negative Nancy or the like sensible one. Like, <laughs> are you sure this is a good idea? Maybe we shouldn't zombie zombify Superman type thing. But, uh, they're hopping on the little like carrier thing to leave and Alfred's saying something like, you know, well, you should be careful or whatever. How do you know this is going to work? Batman turns around and goes, faith, Alfred, faith. And then I'm like, 
did Batman find Jesus? Oh, he did. He found super Jesus. That's right. Dead. He resurrected. <laughs> but like Batman, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't understand the character. It's not a, you could just got to have faith character. Mm-hmm. He's a logic. I've got everything planned out since two months ago about the situation I just discovered. Okay. So like, he is not a, you just got to have faith. You got to wing it character. And that's, that's kind of my beef with Batman in this movie, regardless of the cut is they're so like tied on to this arc that they want to give him of like, he's dark and broody to the point where he's a murderer in the last movie. So what we have to turn him around. He's going to be super optimistic. We got to get the team together. Uh, you just got to have faith. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. They're both wrong. Yeah. Why does it have to be so extreme? Like, and that's, that's, that's why I'm always like, why is these movies are so like surface base basic in terms of like character development because it's so extreme. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my, so mine, my worst moment, and this, this is by far, this is so, so low hanging fruit. Just get ready. It's, it's so mm-hmm. dumb, but it is the dumbest thing possibly said in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. The whole time Batman is working on this flipping carrier jet. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the problem is? Do you know why this jet can't fly? It's, scrumpy. it's a software thing, says Cyborg. <laughs> she wants to fly. She wants to fly. She just doesn't have the software. <sighs> she needs a patch, a service pack. That's all. That's the dumbest thing. The, I didn't. The whole like, is, the dumbest thing. There's dumb stuff in this movie, but that's the dumbest thing I've heard all year. There is some ultra cheese. Okay, that's the other surprise to me is how much of the cheese in this movie. And there's a lot of cheese that wasn't in the original movie because there's cheese in the scenes that weren't in the theatrical cut. The whole thing with that. Oh, she wants to fly. It's like no, she doesn't want anything. She's an inanimate object. You want things because you're a human plugged into an inanimate object. She's a machine. Like, anyway. Can I, real quick, I'm sorry. Can I jump back? I know we were done talking about it, but I'm not done talking about it. The Aquaman. (laughs) Because it sucked. But it did, there was a little bit in there that I was proud of. And I'm like, see, they could do cool things with Aquaman, Aquaman if they wanted to. But it wasn't him, actually. It was the redheaded chick. I don't remember her name. Um, and they stole some stuff from a, a Avatar, bless Airbender, and she was bloodbending. I swear. Oh yeah, she totally and did like, bloodbend. And I'm like, yes. Why? This is the kind of thing that you take maybe a crap character. All I can control is water, but the human body is like seventy percent water. So do it. You know, you could you can control people's movements if you use the character in an interesting and you know scientifically sound way well i mean magic powers aren't scientifically sound but you know what i'm saying no yeah i mean that is that was that was a cool little bit and it's real quick it's when she's attacked uh what's his name steppenwolf right mm-hmm. yeah when and she's, she's draw, drawing like and she made a bubble and she's drawing water out of him and then like it's turning to red so she's drawing blood out before he like tosses her or something yeah no that's super cool that's if you get a chance to do a rated R Justice League somehow, and you have, albeit after many years of struggle, uh, full creative control over it, yeah, man, Bloodbend, yeah. that's cool. 
Yeah. Well, and it, makes, are... me, it makes me think more of, of the kind of stuff that they did with Swamp Thing and, you know, the, the good Swamp Thing run where they took a character that maybe seemed kind of boring and couldn't do much. And they did so much with him. And they could do that with other characters, too, if they actually took any time to try and develop them. But they don't. Right. Or but take time, but maybe not in this movie. Sorry. Maybe not sorry. four hours. Yeah. I forgot where I was going before that. Yeah, I'm sorry, babe. There was something. The characters. Oh, you were talking about Cyborg. I do want to say that, speaking of Cyborg, there were some. And I get it. Like, I don't know. I'm assuming maybe some of this was scenes that they did. From what I understand, the CG, sure, they ended up having like $70 million to fix up some of the stuff that wasn't incomplete. But like, so I get they had to rush through some of the CG. I was actually surprised at how decent most of the movie looked, given there was a lot of CG that they had to like bang out in like six months, as opposed to, I don't know. I think that's, I read an interview with, I think we talked about it, where basically uh, Snyder's wife and, you know, she produced the film. It's like, we have literally half the time most movies do to do a lot of these shots. Uh, That said, there were some scenes where Cyborg looked real janky. And it wasn't so much in the texturing. It was like the movement where he's like, his posture is real weird. I'm thinking specifically when he's talking to Wonder Woman, which I know is a scene they probably had to fix up because they had reshot that for the Whedon cut, um, where his posture is just really weird. And then when he goes to turn around, like I was like, whoa, your animator took the day off that day, huh? I, it was, <laughs> there was a few janky scenes. Um well, why did they waste so much time making um, Steppenwolf's armor like flip flap? I mean, it, it doesn't really add much to the movie, in my opinion, personally. Well, but... because because that was one of the go to issues. A lot of people that's in situation where they're like, they get to see the reaction to the theatrical and change things, mm-hmm. and that's a model change. You change the model, re-render those scenes. Not to say those scenes don't have to take time to render, but you just have to fix the model once and you have that model. Like it's not, you know, animation is a little bit more. If you change the animation, you got to change the animation in every scene that it appears in, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't recall where I, let's talk about good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, okay. Let's, I'm going to talk about the things I liked because I, overall, I know we just trashed it a bit. I enjoyed it. I think it's not good. I think there's problems, but it is entertaining. And there are elements of Snyder's excess that I kind of liked. I liked, first off, I liked the weird, even though it doesn't make sense. I love the tone of the weird Superman death yell, death knell, whatever they want to call it, opening. Mm-hmm. I, I Conceptually, it's so stupid. And I get what they're doing. It's It's more of a, it is more of a conceptual thing. It's like, well, that's the thing that drew them to earth. Except like, what about 30 years before when there was no Superman for the all of existence, but whatever. Um, tonally though, it's such a weird way to open the movie. It's a and risky I, way to open it because I was not a huge fan of it. I mean, no, I, I understand. I was like, mm, it's okay. I mean, like I, I can forgive it, but I was like, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> no, that was that was the first thing, and then then he won me back. But like that first thing was like, I don't know about this. Yeah, I don't understand why the mother boxes would care anyway, because Superman was only on the planet for 
you know, a few decades and the mother boxes have been there for centuries or whatever, or millennia even. And, but now all of a sudden they're like, Oh, now well, it's safe. Conceptually, <laughs> conceptually, it's stupid. Like yeah. it would have just been better if it's just like, well, now's the time. Yeah. Why? Why now? Why not? Mm-hmm. Fine. But they oh, had to tie it into the death of Superman somehow. They do that a lot in this movie. Like, why? Well, just because. Mm-hmm. Why do why do we need so much electricity coming out of the flash at the mm-hmm. precise moment? Reasons? Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, I feel like everything I liked about this, it's still like, well, conceptually, yeah, it's stupid. It's It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like the yell. Yeah, conceptually, it's stupid. But I liked the... St- tone it set not the tone of the yellow itself but like just the weird kind of creepy tone oh i did like also that the first couple of times when uh steppenwolf shows up it starts the scenes start to play like play out a little bit like a horror movie there are a few scenes where i'm like he's just trying to go super creepy almost horror movie and i you know anytime i they can kind of break genre in a superhero thing i'm a fan of so i enjoyed that Mm -hmm. uh what had you just said, Jesse? They had the, about the yell being dumb. Well, <laughs> which, which part? I don't remember. I'm trying to keep all the things, all the things in row. Uh, I know, I know. It's yeah, because there's a lot of little. The, oh, the flash, the flash, and his <laughs> the the weird Deus Machinas that. Oh, that's right. Thank you. I. The whole Superman story plot, like Superman death plot line, Superman could easily not be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Even now, e- even like going with the ending where he, sure, he kind of saves the day, but he's not like the sole thing that saves the day. I did appreciate that it was actually a team up movie end. That said, like the super, he doesn't need to be here. The death of Superman story as it played out this way was stupid and it doesn't make sense. And it feels shoehorned to try to connect it to things. However, they're, decision to try to resurrect him out of nowhere makes more sense in this. I feel like it's set up better or at least their reasoning for thinking it's maybe possible makes so much more sense in this than the Whedon cut where they cut so much stuff out of the mother boxes and how they work and what they even were. Like you don't even ever get a sense of what they are because they cut everything that had to do with dark side and so much of the mother boxes. And they cut so much of that out that like, I remember just being like, so why did they think they could bring, like, how did that come about? Why did they think they could bring Superman back? And there were also a couple moments that I, maybe were in the other theatrical cut, but I felt like not. <laughs> Melanie even com- commented on it. When they, they dig him up, they even call out, like, Flash is like, you know, I could get this done in, like, right away. And it's w- totally within the character they've established as Cyborg in this that he's like, he's like, I want to do it for the mood. <laughs> I want to do it because it's weird to, because it's a moody thing to be digging up Superman's corpse, and that's the mood I'm always in. Uh, <laughs> but the, the secret is, is I'm always half machine. <laughs> yeah, uh, but when they when they finally like they have the casket and they're rolling it into the back of whatever vehicle, the look on everyone's faces it's it, that's the one like one of the best acted moments is because the look on everyone's faces. They're all standing there rolling the the thing into the back of the vehicle and they all have the same look of like, what the F are we doing? This (laughs) feels so wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, just like, 
disturbed. Yeah, it's like, that yeah, that's better. appropriate. That they are actually struggling with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just feel like that was set up way better in here. Also, like, why did they cut the Flash time travel al- aspect? I thought that was actually kind of cool. They like I, like I said earlier, I really feel like they did the Flash a lot better in in a lot of ways, and in in one of the most notable ways that they changed the Flash that I'm grateful for is that they cut that whole nonsense about I've never actually saved a guy before. Oh, the just there, and, and Batman's like, listen. You only have to save one person and then do it again and again and again and again. And I was like, I'm so glad that they course corrected that. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. (laughs) And I'm really, I'm glad that they didn't leave some lone poor family in radiation town. Right. To to need rescuing. Yes. And that whole, I've got a building. Did they not? Did the Whedon cut not really set up much about what that place actually was? Because it just kept, yeah. I mean, I know that was his whole thing. He set up the that joke. That's Whedon's thing. He likes the long, especially if it's in a movie where you can tell he doesn't have a lot of control. It's like, well, just at least give me the one ongoing long joke that I can see throughout the whole movie and then pay off. And here, or in the Whedon cut, it is the most obviously tacked on thing. In Age of Ultron, it's uh, the brother and the, like, but you didn't see that coming type thing. Oh, Quicksilver, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, that's, it's, it didn't make sense that they were there. Melanie also had mentioned, and I'm sorry to keep, you know, I'm just thinking of things Melanie had told me when we were watching it. It's like the fact that, like, that is, why do they keep, why do they keep having to find ways to, have big action scenes where there's no people. And it's like, well, now that's they set up in this like irradiated area where people just don't live anymore. I'm like, yeah, that's just because people are so upset about man of or man, uh, man of steel. Um, the, so the creepy flash talk, um, are you talking about the slow-mo scene that I, I've heard a couple people say they liked, and I've heard a lot of people like well, that and also, terrible. Also, the Wonder Woman thing where he's just like, what do you think? Is she into younger guys? And, you know, the oh. who was it? Was it Cyborg that was like, dude, she's like over, she's several, uh, you know, like several decades, you know, she's Century. like over 100. She's, she's yeah. like five centuries old. We're all younger guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we just kind of see him so a little skeevier. Like he's, yeah. I, well, I mean, I think his slow-mo, the way he did the slow-mo saving the uh, who I guess was supposed Iris. To be Iris West, although she's not an established character, obviously doesn't know him. She's never named. So that was a weird thing, a uh, non-existent thing that people were like, where's all, where's Iris West? She's completely cut out. It's like, well, arguably she's hardly there to begin with. Um, right. But the way he does that is a little weird with the face caress in slow motion. It's like she's not conscious of what's happening there. <laughs> right. That's not really consent. That, and that whole scene is there's hot dogs flying around. That reminds me, though. <laughs> yeah. Th- that's very weird. Um, I am surprised, honestly, how much humor wasn't purely Joss Whedon injected. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. And it's it's almost it's almost all flash. He is obviously the decided comedic character in this movie. And I know, I know Snyder, you know, was being pushed by the studio needs more humor, inject more humor. 
I'm really surprised at how much of the Flash's character was not Whedon. It's because right. there's actually a lot of humor in this. I mean, Do we know that, though? I mean, he, th- this is the Snyder Cut, but it, he did make it after oh, the other movie came out. So he could have, like, extra script stuff. And he already knows, you know, like, what people didn't like. So... You know, it's very clear that he didn't use any of that Joss Whedon stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, uh, it's a good point, though. It's a f- very fair point. It's just weird. It feels out of character for the movie and for Snyder. It's not on welcome. I, I think he's. I don't think he's particularly handled well as the comedic character. Like, it's a little kind of like lame, but it's not on welcome. Like there were, it got some laughs just because I was like, oh my God, there are jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul says if Flash wasn't comedic, I would riot. He's the only character that can really be comedic, you know? Like you think about everybody else, uh, Aqua Bro is the only other sense of levity that we get. And, and he's kind of like the slacker of the Atlanteans. So mm-hmm. you got to do your job. I don't want to do my job. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Flash or Paul says by nature Flash Flash by nature is the lighthearted member the yeah, the lighthearted member of the team. I'm sorry I had such trouble reading that. Um I still find this version of Barry Allen weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because he's more of an amalgam. He's a he's an amalgam Flash that's just named Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's not it's a stupid non thing, but he get, he crashes really hard a couple times. And they don't really show him getting a lot of damage, but I mean, part of the thing with him, isn't it that if he gets hurt, he gets really hurt and it takes him a while to heal. I mean, they do play on that a little bit when he gets like shot or whatever, but crashing into a freaking wall going, you know, the speed of sound is probably going to put him out for a while. He trips twice in uh, that scene in the tunnels or wherever they're at. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one we've seen in the Whedon cut, and then the second time in the Whedon cut leads to the scene where he falls on Wonder Woman. And it's like, oh, I'm laying on a woman. Oh, awkward, you know, type joke. In this one, obviously that's not there, but he like crashes into some steps or something super hard. And it seemed like he crashed with his back. Mm-hmm. And there's like impact. And it's like, oh, what's, is he taken out for a moment? Is he like, is that going to have some type of impact? Nope. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, that's and what I'm I mean. Like, well, what was that? Why why do that twice? I, well, I can see maybe once. Why do it twice in one scene? Why run really fast to tink her sword up to her when she's going to come right down and land right next to you, right there with the sword? You, did, there, you didn't need to push it to her. She oh, came yeah. Right there yeah. to it. That was pointless. It's shock and, and awe. That's all that is. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's visual. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's Snyder's. That's Snyder. Like, it doesn't have to make sense. Does it look cool? job done <laughs> like that's it is it in slow motion oh job my god done. i feel like we could do i feel like we could save a good 20 minutes if we just like just nixed even part of the slow-mo i've seen a headline 10 percent of the movie is slow motion i believe which is it. and that's not even just movie. i mean like even if you just reserved it for the flash you know right. quick, quick quicksilver on this thing make slow-mo the flash's thing mm-hmm. nope it's everybody's I, thing I, I liked the flash bit at the end when he was running backwards yes. in time or whatever. That was super cool looking. Um, that's about it. I love that. I love it because when the thing again, spoilers, spoilers, 
and this is, I guess, a legit spo- spoilers because it's different. The end is different than how it went yeah. in the Whedon thing. Also, they brutalized Steppenwolf. They brutalized. Mm-hmm. Superman cuts his horn off, and like, it, I was like, wow, okay, yeah, they're gonna. Mm-hmm. And then Wonder Woman comes up, and I'm like, that's overkill. I think that guy's already done for, and you're gonna cut his head off after the fact. Just okay, let's do it. Um, <laughs> right, right. Just to earn that R rating. <laughs> right which was again superfluous like this was Not barely necessary. art it was like they they took extra steps to make this more surprising and violent and, like yeah one f word pg-13 uh okay two f words r yes <laughs> yeah two, like two or three tops a couple swears make that water red so she's blood bending no then cut away real fast <laughs> you know? uh, so Oh, and give Batman the F word. He's got to have at least one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul says, I think the sword scene sets up the final run scene. I, I feel like the... Okay, maybe I'm misunderstanding what he's getting at. The mother box scene when they resurrect him, I think is a pretty smart way to set up the time, reversing time aspect to where he can run so fast he reverses time because the mother box falls... there's still the stupid thing of like he's got to touch it right at the right moment right as it touches the water it fell into the water but by the time he gets there he's reversing time and it comes up and I was that's okay I did love that end though where he does have to reverse time because they failed Mm -hmm. everything blew up the mother boxes combined they blew up they're dead and for a moment I was like oh like because this is the Snyderverse and this is not canon and there's not going to be a there's not going to be a sequel, they say. He could decide, you know what? Let's kill them all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, right. Man, so, that would have been surprising. Holy right. <laughs> so I, I was, or, you know, maybe this is how we get to a weird nightmare Batman scene. You know, right. th- they blew up, but also like zapped elsewhere. Um, instead, you know, it's just the time, reverse time thing. And I thought that scene was great, except he kind of ruined it. With his like the flashes echoey monologue or whatever to his dad, I did made oh, yeah. something of myself, daddy. You know whatever he says, it's like <laughs> that is so so cheesy. Why is that needed? And that's such right. a like lazy shoehorned like that's the Flash's character arc, right? So <sighs> one thing he has in common with the Barry Allen from the comics, <laughs> right? His dad's in jail, mm-hmm. and he's studying to go to school and do something with police. And, you know, his dad seemed really proud and, like, okay with him all the time anyway, so I don't know why he was worried about it because his dad was super supportive, so he didn't need it. He didn't even need that. He might have been the most... Char- most. Oh, you know what? I don't know what his dad's like in the comics. I was going to say, that seems very accurate to the character. He might be the most appropriate or, like, ac- comics ac- accurate depiction of one of the characters in the whole thing. I do not like J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson, Commissioner Gordon. I didn't like no. it before. No, listen, you get me pictures of Spider-Man or nothing. I don't want to see you talking to Batman. <laughs> Spider-Man or bust, okay? Right. I seen, we finally watched that second Spider-Man movie. I know right. you're there. And you know who Spider-Man is. Don't concern yourself with Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He is the perfect J. Jonah Jameson. It's hard I, to see him as anything else. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to be a jerk like that, but he is so good as J.J. That's it. That's it. I don't want him in anything else. Right. Or if I do, not Commissioner Gordon. Right. I'll take Gary Oldman, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, bring him man. back. Yeah. 
Why not? Yeah, Gary Oldman's not really a good person, so, you know, whatever. Right. Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Whoa, bringing back some old school Batman alums. Oh, man. Right. Gosh. What are you... What are you doing tonight? I'm. What do you think? I'm turning on the bat light. <laughs> Fire it up to the bat man. <laughs> Fire it up. Oh man, we're gonna but, get down tonight. Christopher Walken, uh, Commissioner Gordon, but then the Adam West Batman, and just listen <laughs> to them talk, and then and William then Shatner like a, as someone <laughs> a super Irish. Uh, <laughs> you're like a Captain O'Hara. It just be a conversation of starts and stops on yeah, everyone's yeah. part what are you so what are you so mad about commissioner gordon <laughs> i don't know i've got a fever and the only prescription is more batman <laughs> give me pictures of batman do it. <laughs> you just throw in arnold for for no apparent reason do it now get get to the bat signal there were okay so i feel like we're coming to the end of this review real quick there were there were a few moments that i appreciated not necessarily you know this entire movie i appreciated not because it's good but because it's what it is yeah the folk singers or whatever the 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 ladies that sing as aquaman leaves first off it sets up a weird thing and she smells the shirt like i bet he visits that village a lot you know what I, mean? I bet there's a lot of little aqua bros running around that village is all I'm saying. <laughs> and it's so weird that like they all start singing and the tone of the movie. And this is after this is shortly after the bet or the Superman death yell. And, and then there's the mountains and all this. And I'm like, I like, okay. It when he, it was a lot of trouble to get to this point. This is still a movie based on justice league. Mm-hmm. Produced by large studios, where not where they put seventy million dollars into a movie that they'd already spent hundreds of millions of dollars into, and it's freaking weird. It's real weird. So I was kind of blown away by just that element of it. Like, yeah, dude, how? That, <laughs> right, right, tell us right. your secret. How do you do this? How do you get away bro. with it? It's it was twenty twenty. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right with that. 2020, how global pandemic, any yeah. number of like weird, horrible things. We're in the Wait. darkest timeline. Jack <laughs> Snyder gets H- HBO Max. We've got Rick and Morty. We need something else. We need something else just as dark. What, Give me what, pictures what of the got? Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a great idea. Shut up! Shut up, Morty. We're we're gonna make we're gonna make this movie again, and we're gonna make it longer. They're gonna love it. They're gonna love that it's tw- twice as long. Just just more more darkness, less less saturation. Heck heck! After we've already done it a second time, let's take all the color out of it and make it black and white, Morty. You're right. You're right. You're right. They didn't even. It's not even just the Snyder cut. There's two cut two versions of it. It's the darkest, darkest cut, Morty. The true way which Snyder intended to be watched in black and white in one four by three format like old TVs. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that was the true way while you were shooting this movie. (laughs) No one wants the Justice League like that. Mm -hmm. No one. 
<laughs> oh, okay. I did want to say, all this said, <laughs> I want Justice League 2. Okay. I want that movie do now. Do you? <laughs> I well, kind of do. We haven't even talked about the nightmare scene. Hashtag restore the Snyder cut. Okay. Restore the Snyderverse. Paul sent me a message shortly after this movie came out. Then it was just like pictures of Twitter. It was hashtag, re- re- uh, what was it? Um, restore the Snyderverse. And he's just like, GD it. You know, just he was upset. <laughs> I'm kind of on board. <laughs> I want it now. Because you, you're right. We didn't talk about the nightmare stuff or really the dark stuff. Listen, I only got one shot with the Zazzle eyes, the whatever you call it, with the crazy laser eyes that just zigzag all over. Right. Yeah. Like I was like, that only works in comics. It doesn't. And I want more. <laughs> one shot of it. I want more. Right, right, right. Oh, well, and then there was that whole scene where like... <laughs> Oh my god, the final battle with Steppenwolf and the step Steppenwolf and the mother boxes and the unity, and they finally get the like the portal to open and, and Dark Side's just like the hell? <laughs> just, they all just stand there to sod and the whole and granny goodness, they all just live like, huh, what what was that big hole's all about? You know, they were just getting up to like go eat or something. It's like, all right, well, let's watch how this plays out. Like they haven't been talking to, uh, you know, to Steppenwolf. They would be like, "Oh, a Steppenwolf over there!" I bet if we just walk through this hole, we'd be on the world with the anti-life equation. Yeah, why yeah. are they waiting? Wonder no, we got to wait for. What the should we do? <laughs> what should we do? Well, it's it's the same thing with not exactly, but you know, the Themyscirans and the Atlanteans. They're like, "Oh, this evil that all of our people had to come together to fight and defeat." Is here, so you, you know, five guys go take care of it while we're just gonna stay home. Yeah, really? Yeah, you. This, uh, you know, uh, they they must look at Aquaman as like just a loser. This loser that this couch surfing loser that keeps hanging out outside of our city. You go take care of it. Mm-hmm. We, we we don't we you know we'll probably kill you if you try to come in the city. <laughs> that, but... that sandbag and Aquaman. Meanwhile, Martian Manhunter's like. Hey guys, call me next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing important stuff. <laughs> and so, Lois, what you doing? <laughs> You're not going to work? Oh my god, that's so weird. The the freaking and the the whatever they the Amazonians. We can't go anywhere or do anything or help anybody, but we're gonna shoot this arrow and start a building on fire, and then the world will know what to do. Really? Okay. Yeah, my whole thing and, is like, Wonder Woman's over there, like trying to ignore the news. Like she's just like, wait, like she's just like, nah, nah, what are the nah. Wait, what? It's it's a good chance that it was like a slim chance that she would have even known about that. Right, right. And, and, she doesn't and, own a TV. Remember, Themyscira, they got problems because they're like, well, we'll like the emergency fires or whatever, and they're like the the world of man won't even know what that means anymore. It's like, well, then your your emergency system is broken. Then yeah. you probably should have done something to avoid that situation. If you feel like it's needed, an emergency system where you can warn the world of man, maybe keep in contact with them once in a while so they go know who you cell- are. Go buy an emergency cell phone, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> le- less half an army pointing spears at a box and mm-hmm. more cell phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Melody also made the point like they have they have they're sh- they have sticks and they're shooting them with shooting at him with arrows. Like 
Uh-huh. He has teleportation mother box technology. Right. Men have guns. Like, what are you? What are you Laser. doing? Jeez. Lasers. You have like golden wing armor somewhere from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to do something, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul says she'll know. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then, and then here's here's the real kicker. They were talking about um oh her the old escaped it. Yeah, yeah. They were Linda, talking about the old Linda one Carter or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Linda Carter. They were talking about her. Yeah. Instead of, oh it all oh we got you. It's gas. Oh, I mean good. I mean, thank goodness. That's what we meant. <laughs> That's what we, we meant that all along. It was right there in the fire. <laughs> I was also surprised at the Wonder Woman introduction introduction action scene i for whatever reason thought that whole thing was a reca- a re reshoot it wasn't i mean it was a bit more brutal in this version right. um also i get wonder woman's supposed to be fast she's not the flash and she mm-hmm. does some flash stuff in that it's still a cool scene i get deflecting a bullet here or there but like to a fully auto machine gun i don't know about that yeah uh okay um and why do they need a uh, sorry? Why do they no, need a, a, to spend all this time fixing this tra- troop transport thing when all but like two of them can fly? You know, just but do the buddy system and just get there. Stop wasting your time. You know, he do, he really does like spend a lot of time messing around with that ship that they don't need to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he uses it to blow into the dome thing, which they cut out of the th- theatrical. But I do. I, I laughed. I like it, but I laughed. It seems funny to me for some reason. They do get their like slow mo team up Avengers type shot because you know towards the end when they're like all rushing to the main place in that irradiated city or whatever, and mm. it does the slow mo and they're all there. You know, there's uh, flying through the air. Batman, it's the Batmobile just like ramps. I was just like, I guess, I don't know how else you would do that shot, but it's so funny to me that it's all them like flying and stuff or running super fast and the Batmobile because you can't do that. It makes Ramble. sense. I get it, but it made me laugh. It's just yeah, something. If, if, if there's a town without tall buildings, Batman's a little, little bit useless. <laughs> right. Also, he loves single guns. bound. He loves some guns. <laughs> Yeah. His guns yeah. might not be lethal, but everything he does, he does with guns. <laughs> I guess, you know, whatever. What He needs weapons. What What's Batman going to do? But mm-hmm. even his Shot through the heart, like and you're to blame. You gave love a bad name. This, this, I don't know if it's a, a thing that was in this one or if it was in the old one, because I don't remember the old one. Um, but parademons don't look like Batman. They look like the Mothman or the blue devil or something they don't look like batman or yeah that one guy's sketch descriptive yeah. sketch of a parademon looks suspiciously like batman i think the police officer was like you so it was batman you say no uh-huh <laughs> paul asks so does batman have radiation poisoning now you know because he's human okay they said the city was safe now at one point they're like you know it was abandoned because it was you know whatever irradiated but like you know the levels have gone down, but there's nobody there mm-hmm. except Steppenwolf's like this place is tainted or no, no, no. or whatever. There's a what, perfect when they shoved the mother box into it, it, it absorbed the radiation. They said, Oh, that's right. They did say oh, okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Steppenwolf real quick. Other than the look, 
I was actually a little surprised at how differently he come across. Oh, and yeah. it's simply, he's still a very like thin character, but he's a character. He has motivation. He's not mm-hmm. just evil guy there doing things. He, he's doing things for, he's the, he's the like forsaken son or whatever. Like he effed up at some point and yeah. uh, he's got to, he owes dark side 50,000 worlds. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so, you know, I, I felt like that actually just that little bit mm-hmm. went a long ways to actually, it was like, okay, he's not, it gave him, it gave him a backstory. He's not know? Killmonger, but like, yeah, it gives him something. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Also like, they, I was, and maybe they amped up a little bit of like how much dark side was in this, but I'm surprised at how much dark side we actually got to see. I remember in the theatrical being somewhat like, where was dark side? I mean, being somewhat excited when there's the one mention somebody says die for dark side once in the whole movie. It was like, Oh, dark side. Cool. Cause he's, you know, he's the big bad. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how much of him and he, they cut out Yeah, the fact that that's it. That's all we get. They actually like some of the, that there's that, um, flashback or whatever info dump scene that Gal Gadot, right. a wonder woman gives. Um, and it's dark side. And they had actually, I didn't remember that scene, but they had parts of that scene in the theatrical and they had replaced dark side with Steppenwolf. It's like when they changed uh, the green lantern, I think the green lantern was, right. was he originally an alien? I, think I don't think so. Humanoid in the first cut. No, he's like a monkey looking alien now. Yeah. Um, and he could, they cut his hand off, which was uh, kind of brutal. That's definitely something I think they added since they knew they had rated R. Uh, let's see. If he so if he doesn't give up fifty thousand worlds, does he end up in a slab of carbonite on Darkseid's wall? That reminds me of another thing. Um, these are not the first like alien beings they've had contact with, and Cyberman's dad works in a lab that specifically works on alien technology. So when there's an alien coming for you, maybe instead of your first instinct being to murder yourself. Maybe go and try and try something out, you know, see as if this there's some other technology you could use against this alien, some alien technology that might be just as powerful as him. Maybe try that out first. That was the most pointless sacrifice. Yeah. Sac- his dad sacrificing himself for no reason. And at first you're like, wow, that was really for no reason. But then it's like, oh, yeah. but he he warmed up the box so now they can track it. Right. Except mm-hmm. he still didn't have to be in there with it. Right. There's no way they designed it so that it only works when you're standing in there with the horrible death ray. Like <laughs> he went in there, activated it, and then just stood there as the doors closed. It's yeah. like, did you know you're gonna die? <laughs> I'd rather take my chances out there with the big monster where I could maybe run away. Right. Weird. Weird decision. Not weird. Mm-hmm. Lame. It's a lame. It again, that's character arc. Kind of. It's not now, only an arc, it's just like we gotta give we gotta give him more we gotta give Cyborg more tragedy. Now that I think about it, that's totally in character with for his dad. He's like, My son's dying, I'm gonna throw this alien technology, I don't know what it does at him. Uh, there's an alien here, I'm just gonna go die. You know, he, he just makes poor decisions. No, yeah, that was purely just like to give 
the cyborg character motivations or yeah you should not let somebody with poor impulse control run your extraterrestrial (laughs) technology department okay he really does like he says at one point he's like i you know the quarantined restrictions that i wrote them but then like (laughs) later he's like this is a false alarm. I got to work on this. I've, I've been in quarantine all day. It's like, you don't know it's a false alarm, dude. Did, did, did he give the Bernie uh, the Bernie Sanders defense? I wrote the damn bill. Mm-hmm. He, and he just left extra tr- like lockdown for being in, in you know, proximity of an extraterrestrials. Then when the extraterrestrial and, you know, alarm goes off, he's like, no, it's fake. Dude, you ju- you just came from a quarantine. Why would you assume that instead of a particle that I didn't they didn't catch is on me and said nope, it's all fake. This dude, man, he's dumb. No wonder. <laughs> Hi, Eric. By the way, Eric White says I kind of feel like somewhere in there he was trying to upload himself to the computer via Tron technology. Yeah, so you've heard of, you've heard of Ghost Dad. This would be Ghost in the Machine Dad. <laughs> as soon as he grabbed on, I was like, dude. You don't give Tice or Dyson. What was his David Terminator? You don't give him anything with a big red switch because uh-huh. you know stuff's gonna blow up. Right. right. <laughs> the, but the whole time I'm like, you don't let the Skynet guy in charge of your science facility. You just don't do it. They should have known. Right. They're like, no, nah, we seen what you did with Terminators. <laughs> you get one robot arm, you turn your son into half a robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> and. It's not just this. It's like every every freaking show I've seen with what's his name. I keep calling him Cyberman, and I know that's not it. That's Cyborg. Cyborg, which is just is simpler. I should remember it, but I don't. Um, his technology is always like going against his wishes. I would. I mean, why would you want to? I can't stop it from trying to shoot Superman. Really, right. you don't have like an override code or something that didn't, you know to stop you from murdering people randomly. They didn't know. set that up in this at all. Okay, so oh, yeah, Doom Jesse, did you ever check out Doom Patrol? Just bits of it. I didn't. Oh, uh, God, so where did I get to? Like the second or third episode or something. Oh man, you gotta keep watching. Uh, anyway, they set that up pretty well with Cyborg in there, who's you know younger younger guy. Is Cyborg just moody? Maybe that is... He's pretty moody in it. You know, but he, he's got dad issues, whatever. <laughs> and obvious mom issues, but in a different way. But they set up, like, him losing control of his system way better, I feel like, in that show. Mm-hmm. Whereas in here, it doesn't really make sense because his dad's just like... So the... Also, his dad... The mother box just kind of did that to him. How does his dad know really anything about it? But he's like, you're the most advanced, whatever. You could do anything. You control all the nukes in the world. By the way, don't give your moody uh, (laughs) teenage son control of the world's nukes and all bank account balances. Mm -hmm. Um, Hi, Clara. What's going on? Uh, Yeah, no, that that guy was full of bad decisions. Mm -hmm. But... I've totally lost track of what I was saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like he has all this. No, oh, that was it. He has all this like control. Right, he's the most powerful the whole time. Yeah, entity 
virtually in the in the world like he controls everything except his own body mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah this you can one hack time every system you hacked all the nukes except your own security bot system you know what you just made me realize hmm. uh cyborg is more powerful than batman because what is batman's superpower as someone mentioned earlier he's rich Right, and who is in control of bank accounts now? Right. Oh, Cyborg better than Batman? Here's the thing, though. Cyborg could be Batman. (laughs) This Cyborg is this movie's Batman. Yeah. He is so much moodier than Batman is in this movie. Batman's like, you just got to have faith. (laughs) I'm going to go listen to some Limp Bizkit now. Uh, (laughs) It is a remake of a remake of a remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eric Eric asked, didn't Papa Cyborg study the box for a long time trying to crack the code on how to exploit it? Yeah, and it, I mean, he kind of did to a point if he was able to like, hey, convert, fix my son. Yeah. But he, but at no point did he, at least it didn't seem to establish well that he really had a strong understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and if it was awake for any like extended period of time, then Steppenwolf or Darkseid or any of them would have come sooner. So mm-hmm. it's not like he had it. You're know, like, he only had like little bursts and mm-hmm. he, uh, it, it, it felt like that was a hail Mary. Oh, football mm-hmm. reference. Cause he's a football yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually. Yeah. You know, it makes more sense now that cyborgs, uh, armor, or I don't know, whatever you call it. Technology wouldn't, listen to him because if it's a freaking mother box, they all seem to have their own agendas and none of them are good. You know what I mean? I, I, I did kind of like, I like the further explanation of the mother boxes mm-hmm. and, and that stuff. Um, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was much more fleshed out yeah. period. Yeah. Uh, and the, felt like there was more of a story around that like the whole thing like even even the uh conclusion you know where cyborg's got to inter- it's got inter- I've got to interface with the mother box I'm the only one that can help tear these things apart once they've been locked together mm-hmm. yeah eric points out their agenda was chaotic neutral uh yeah no that i mean that's exactly it they're they're benevolent they don't or Not benevolent. yeah they don't really care they, they don't good mm-hmm. and evil isn't a concept to not, them. Not they're just benevolent, but ambivalent. Ambivalent. ambivalent thank you. Yeah. yeah, they're not concerned about that. They're just like you know. Apparently, me when I play D and D. Who's my master right now? What do they want? That's what I'm going to do. But in like, never had a friend like me. In Cyborg's case, he, I, Cyborg's not evil, but man, he's so angry. I don't know. I don't know. Like. Angry, I'm self self absorbed. I'm gonna cry because I'm, uh, you know, a, a piece of amazing technology that I can do anything I want. Then I'm also also, oh, also I, always naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I don't know why it's never dawned on me before. Same with RoboCop. I was also. I it never dawned on me, but I'm like, dude, that's his body. He's just naked. Mm-hmm. Do Patrol Cyborg at least puts on some pants most of the time. So, yeah, it's actually kind of weird. Now that you mention it, <laughs> see, you don't have to CGI pants, mm-hmm. which the final Practical scene effects for the, the final scene or the uh, nightmare scene or whatever. 
he does throw it off eventually, but he first shows up and I was like, he's got the cloak on and I was like, smart. Cause this is definitely a reshoot. They want to keep those effects to a minimum. He's got a cloak covering that robot right. body. Mm-hmm. Plus maybe somebody's like, do put on some clothes. Mm-hmm. Insert genie gif here. And, uh, never, never had CGI. Like well, fortunately I didn't spot, not that I was looking, I didn't spot any CGI <laughs> robo dong, but, uh, <laughs> if it was there, we'd have noticed. <laughs> Um, this is Gotham, not Manhattan. Although Doom Patrol, okay, keep in mind it's Doom Patrol, which by the way, I highly recommend that series. I know it's like, it's got some real like base humor occasionally, but man, it's so good. The cyborg has sexual relations somehow. So maybe that's why that version of cyborg has to wear pants all the time. Yeah. <sighs> Joker. I can't believe oh, we God, haven't even we haven't talked, even about, talked about that. There's four uh, hours of this thing. I know. I and and then we're gonna wrap it up. We gotta stop now. CGI cyber is it, that's the extended version of the Snyder cut. <laughs> that's the Snyder on yeah. cut. <laughs> but uh, physics have gotten so much better in CGI. <laughs> I need to show you. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm just, my mind is going through like dirty yeah. things and I'm like, I can't say that. Nope. Can't say that. Can't say that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, okay. I, I do want to share the story again. I'm sorry to do it where I share Melanie's reactions, That's but, uh, we're watching the scene with the Joker. Uh, so now we're in the epilogue again. We're in yeah. that scene seems so jarring because it's like, we're wrapping it up. Everything's fine. Everything's fixed. Everything's back to normal. Suddenly, we're in the, another future, in the future, or another time, or, or another world. It's something, but here's Batman. It's like, wait, no, we just seen Batman. He's fine. It's yeah. a very jarring segue. But then it's like, it does kind of establish it being something else, another mm-hmm. whatever. Lois is dead. No, she isn't. Martian Manhunter told her to go back to work. <laughs> so they. <laughs> Sorry. They. So apparently, originally, you know, Snyder was like, yeah, Justice League Part 1 and 2. That was part of his plan. And apparently that wasn't necessarily involved with, like, the Injustice-type storyline. I think it was still going to be more of, like, strictly like a dark side type thing. And then at one point, apparently, it that they're like, well, we're going to do focus more. We want to do Justice League versus Injustice mm-hmm. League or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it till afterwards, but I'm like, oh, they totally set up. Not just like weird, like uh, it, they set up injustice more than they set up because I had always assumed that the like nightmare sequence from Batman v Superman was like, if they fail, that's this is Earth as apocalypse, you know, the dark right. side has succeeded, which might be kind of the case, but they totally set up injustice, which is, you know, not a canon tale, it's an Elseworlds worlds thing mm-hmm. to sell video games, but. The Injustice comic is actually pretty decent. They actually hired like a decent writer to do the tie-in. Mm-hmm. And in that, uh, Joker, which apparently is also something that he's done in other comics, nukes Metropolis, killing Lois Lane, who was pregnant. And they set that up in this movie because she Melanie spotted it. She had a pregnancy test. In her drawer. In her drawer, which is mm-hmm. just like a little like, oh, uh, Joker nukes. Metropolis. This is how we get Brandon Routh Superman, you know. And, yeah, and then in is the... It? Is it? 
but, but and then it, return. Yeah. Sorry. It was in a cyborg's flashback in the right before they revived right. Superman that we saw crispy Lois Lane. Yeah, when um, Superman's holding somebody super crispy, and it was apparently Lois Lane. Yeah. So, so which is pretty dark. Um, so they, it, and then in the comic, in the Injustice comic, then Superman. It's like, I'm going to do the thing, Batman, that you've been too much of a coward to ever do and goes and rips Joker's heart out. And then it's like, oh, well, Superman's just bad now and he's going to take over the world. And that kind of seems like what they set up here um, mixed with Darkseid. Mm -hmm. And actually, that flashback you're talking about, that Cyborg or that flash forward or flash sideways, whatever it is, that premonition Mm -hmm. that Cyborg has, Mm -hmm. isn't that this Superman with, with Miss Crispy and mm-hmm. then Darkseid comes up and is like, I'm your father. Or whatever. You know, it's like he's he's gonna join he's gonna die for Darkseid. He's gonna join Darkseid. And uh Yeah, yeah. So that's what they're setting up. And man, if we're gonna get Moody, Zack Snyder stuff, you gotta give us more evil Superman because that's when Snyder's that's when it fits. Then we're not concerned with like this isn't Superman. Go Go the complete opposite then. Then right, actually yeah. embrace... No, it's not. This is evil Superman. Mm-hmm. This is Superman 3 Superman. Whatever, whichever one of them split. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, split them in half, yeah. Because, yeah, he's super... Henry Cavill... If you can't be... If you can't let Henry Cavill or Caramel uh, <laughs> be charismatic, then yeah, embrace the evil because he does mm-hmm. intimidating very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Ka- he does everything very well. Um, he's, he's great. We love him. Yep. America's sweetheart. He didn't eat nobody. That was mm-hmm. another guy that used to be buff. You know what? You don't know what I'm talking about. Is no. that okay? I'm not going to get into it. This this movie misuses alien technology constantly because again, there in that scene where they're reviving Superman, if the freaking like super advanced computer alien system is like don't do this you're gonna doom the future maybe listen i don't know but i guess when you're made of other alien technology that you know nothing about and don't try to control you you don't listen to regular siri are we gonna listen to alien siri (laughs) eric eric says is eric says eric says is i'm just gonna you know what we were talking about Sarah Palin briefly for some reason at the beginning of the show. English is a living language, all right? I embrace that. <laughs> my one That's thing. a very maverick approach of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Eric says, I hated the nightmare scene. I'm so torn on it. I, I, I'm, oh, I just want the movie that that would be. I don't, th- I don't think it would. It's not the Justice it League movie I want. It doesn't fit in this epilogue. It's so no. jarring in this epilogue. Oh, it doesn't make it, like it's. It's like, man, I don't know where you put that, but not right there. It's such a weird thing. That should be its own trailer, and it should not be a dream because g- dreams are a freaking cop out, especially with Batman. It's again, it's like the faith thing. It's Batman is not the I'm going to believe in my dream, t- you know, type of person. He's the I'm a nightmare. I'm living through type of person. So that anyway, um, what they should have used was Flash, you know. Oh yeah, that would have been he, a better he dream. Already, or... He already went there and then came back to warn Batman. We already established she's been to the future. Just use him, have him go there, be like, "What the heck's going on?" And then end it. I don't know. Well, and we do see. Okay, so Ooh, yeah, I like that better. 
I didn't. But then you wouldn't get a, a pointless Martian Manhunter scene. I don't understand it. Right. Still, <laughs> still, stop it. Why is that there? I don't hate. Okay, the the content of the nightmare scene is questionable. I don't hate it only because they've already set it up. And after watching the theatrical cut of Justice League, I was like, I want to know what's with the future Flash. It, because I hated that they played it off as a dream. And they still play it off as it was a dream. Bruce Wayne, he, I, I had a premonition. It's like, no, you fell asleep, woke up, the Flash was there, then you fell asleep again, I think. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. stupid that it was a dream. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. No, like, I would like to point out that in that dream, Martian Manhunter didn't help this time. No, he right. said he would. He said he'd. Be, I'm there next time, but maybe, maybe not really. Did. If next time is set in a future where Superman's crazy, mm. I'm out again. Maybe he did though. Maybe he just sucks real bad. <laughs> like that's what happens when he helps. It's like you know what, Martian. <laughs> next time, stay I, home. I swear, I put it on my calendar, but I didn't push save. I put it on my calendar. I forgot to save that change, and so oh I just. Ah, man, I slept in, guys. Sorry. He's like a colonel in the military or something. What? Apparently, he's not very useful anyway, because when the big bads were talking, they were like, there aren't any uh, lanterns or kryptonites, which were kryptonians, which, again, is weird to me, because you you, you got to a planet that, to them, I think, is supposed to be a random planet. Kryptonians are only going to be superpowered on certain planets, right? Or am am I, do I not understand there, so they shouldn't even. It shouldn't even be. There's a, not a lantern or a Kryptonian. Like there's, you know, no superpowered beings. Maybe. Um, no, I think you're right. I mean, I think Kryptonians are probably like generally played stronger than humans. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's the it's Earth's sun that makes Superman Superman. Mm-hmm. Right, but I'm just saying they they weren't like, oh no, there's a Martian Manhunter here because they don't care because they're not. <laughs> they're like, we know him. <laughs> They they never show up. They just kind of say they're coming. They're they're like the Athenians and the uh, uh, the Atlanteans. Atlanteans. They don't really care. They want you, Lois Lane, to go to work so they don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) You lay about. They're they're the middle class of apathy of the DC universe. <laughs> you know what? It's not really affecting them. <laughs> right, right. It's fine. <laughs> I don't have time to go buy a cell phone to communicate. Psh. Okay, Eric says anyway. Kryptonians are super powered on planets with yellow suns. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Except in the red sun. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. That was yeah, no, that's... Still yellow sun. I know. No, isn't the red sun bad though? Well, the red sun uh, just makes them normally powered. Okay. Okay. It's and I was just of their power. I was kidding anyway. I was I was re- referencing the, you know, where he's a oh, where he's a Russian. Russian, yeah. Right. <laughs> Which was good. Batman had uh, the the Russian hat with the ear. Yes. It's ridiculous, but fun. I love that. It's a good comic. Uh, <laughs> Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that. I, I so many rabbit holes. Just because of how weird it was, I liked him here more than uh, Suicide Squad. Just because I had to, oh, I, I mean, it was, was an improvement. Terrible. That doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> He's legit creepy. Oh, I didn't even get to Melanie's reaction. So there's the part where Batman takes the card from him, and he like 
and the camera focuses on the hand and he's holding his hand and he starts shaking. Melanie hit her face like we were watching The Office or something. She was cringing at that so hard. Yeah. Uh, it was embarrassing to her. It was horribly embarrassing. <laughs> I feel like that's not the reaction you should you want out of a Joker scene <laughs> where you're like, oh. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. Joker. I'm embarrassed for you, Snyder. I can't even watch. <laughs> or Leto. This is Leto's second chance. Yeah. But. And he still sounds like he's channeling a different performance with every line delivery, mm-hmm. which might be intentional or maybe he, I don't know. It's, it's so weird, but if they're going to do the weird and they've, you know, there's precedent for it in comics, of course, the weird, like super attracted to Batman mm-hmm. interpretation of Joker, which is mm-hmm. pretty much just the comics Joker. Well, it's okay. I haven't read comics for a while, but Last I was, last I read, I read through the storyline that kind of set up with Batman and Joker kind of dying from a fall and their blood pooled together to make a heart. And that was the Batman canon main series DC Comics. It was good, though. It was good, but it's like, oh, my God, really? the Tom King run? No, it was just before. It was the last arc uh, of Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder, yeah. The good Batman Snyder. (laughs) Right. <laughs> who by the way I noticed the other day had tweeted he's like I wish I had a cut of something I could put out <laughs> and he well also played. he also had said something about is it was it him I feel like it was him is it bad that I've stopped correcting people when they congratulate me on the Snyder cut <laughs> <laughs> wait is uh, he, was he the one that was like no more magic in the injustice thing no, no, that was um, Tom Taylor, who okay. I've, who is somebody I also follow on Twitter. He's a great writer. And Tom Taylor, speaking of Tom King, mm-hmm. not only gets confused with Tom King a lot because he also writes DC and Batman stuff. He tweeted that he was complaining that reviewers will attribute his books to Tom Taylor. Amazon has some of his books listed as Tom Taylor <laughs> and or Tom King. I'm sorry, as Tom King. And so, whatever, names. Listen, yeah. if you are write comics and you have a name, you're somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay, I feel like we've done it. Man, I I think so. I hope so. Cause... It only took us half the time to get through this than what the movie took. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge, full-screen CGI sesame seed. <laughs> oh yeah it was like, it was it's oh like every God, time the was. flash is on screen it's a different movie the tone shifts completely <laughs> mm-hmm. there's hot slow motion hot dogs and uh, sesame seeds and uh mm-hmm. hot dogs flying next to ladies flying through the air and what i don't care how many dogs are around you don't stick hot dogs in your pocket that's weird and wrong, and your pocket's gonna stink. Okay. Oh, I did like it. Melanie. I think commented on it too. I did like when he. The only thing about that I really liked the song. Snyder, he's got to stop with his song selections. The song. There's a lot of like choral music. Oh. Like and a lot is, of people would call it the Hallelujah song as something would happen. I can tell Paul's ready for the end of the episode because he's already hitting us with the hashtag release the hundred. Hashtag restore the Krollics first. <laughs> what are you talking about? We don't know what you're talking oh, about. Wait, wait. Uh, Polis. What's that? Polis. <laughs> That's a man of war. Um, 
<laughs> somewhere, somewhere, Matt D's not even listening. His ears just started. <laughs> He's just like, Whoa. huh? Wait, are the Grogs podcast talking about comics again? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the part where the the best part of that scene, uh, he, where Flash shifts and the, his shoes like disintegrate. It's like, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the speed. I hate it. Mm. I like the speed effects, except his running is so goofy. I'm like, how does the CW nail the Flash running better than you? How? Because they don't like, slow it to like when he's running, he's running fast. Right. When he does into what is it? Uh, what flash speed or flash yeah. vision or something? I don't know what Cisco called it, but like they got a name for it. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no. That's the only time they go super slow. The issue is he runs with his arms hanging all weird out to the side like a bird. That's what it's like a is. Bigfoot run. There's got to yeah. be some reason they did it that way. Like, is there some like? There's got to be some basis. Maybe not. It is weird. It's real awkward, but also like they do that thing. And I'm like, that's, I get that. You don't want his legs going like that might look goofy, but having him in slow motion, the world zipping by when he plants his foot, the ground is still sliding by at like super fast speed. So he's just sliding. His feet are sliding. I'm like, that's not even, that's just not good. That's Mm -hmm. not physics. <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. Okay, Phoebe Buffay is uh, a character on Friends, and she has. There's oh, a whole Phoebe. episode oh. where Phoebe runs crazy, and Rachel's like, "I can't run with you, Phoebe. You run weird." <laughs> Maybe you know what though? Maybe that's it. Maybe they're like, "How do we make Flash funnier when he runs?" I haven't run like Phoebe. Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> that's the key. It's weird. Maybe there's some like science behind it. They're like, "Well, he puts his arms this way, so." Because he's really kind of flying. I don't know. It's very strange, though. Mm. Right. We solved the Snyder Cut. We did it. We did it. So our overall review is it's better. And there's so mm. much we hate. There's a lot of... <laughs> it's, it's better. But we feel ashamed for having to give it three and a half stars. Those of you who do. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed watching it, honestly. I was actually a little surprised. That four hours, I didn't mind it. Like It, it did not stretch like I thought it was going to, for me. If I had to watch it a second time, uh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, where this, the, that's where this boils down for me. Is like It's so long uh, that there's no way I'm just going to randomly go, hey, you know what I want to do with half of a work day? Yeah. <laughs> watch this movie again yeah know? i think upon a rewatch the se- long sequence of the chick singing to aquaman as he leaves i'd i'd be irritated by that uh this any basically anytime is aquaman like most <laughs> of those scenes are unnecessary yeah because they don't further any story or character or anything yeah that's mm-hmm. no point but- um kudra received a nickel every time the flash runs on a screen <laughs> smell a cat, smell a cat. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you faster than that? What were you gonna say, Melanie? Um, I was gonna say the only good thing about Aquaman is that we get to see more um, abs. Oh well, I mean, I don't mind that, but for you guys, I was thinking Willem Dafoe. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, that was a, that was the main plus of Aquaman for me in this movie. Right. I was like, and, oh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he looks better in that's this a delight. too. Yeah, like, <laughs> look like a human. 
I think you just yeah. think everybody looks better because they have long hair and you have a preference for long hair. But he had like a man bun in the Aquaman movie, but he looked like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> well, underwater, I feel like they're all CG'd in that movie. Right. It, probably this one too, but we got him not underwater. Um, in an air bubble. Well, and they there were a lot I feel like about half half or better of his scenes in Aquaman were flashbacks, so they de-aged him. So even when he wasn't underwater, he was still CG'd. And it right. just kind of looked weird. And you're right, the man bun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, don't man bun it. Uh, uh, man buns actually aren't that bad to me. And I think my opinion is you matter more because I'm a woman. But uh, <laughs> his, his hair's too thin for it. So um, it's, it's it doesn't really work for him. Yeah. I mean, a long-haired Willem Dafoe is a little strange anyway. But any haired Willem Dafoe is strange because it's Willem Dafoe. He's great, but he's always going to look a little weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, yeah. It was it was not as bad as I thought. It. I think it's a. I think it's a bigger improvement on the theatrical theatrical cut than the B Batman v Superman extended cut was on its theatrical cut just because I kind of like this a little bit better. The stupidity in here is dumb, but it's not as Batman V Superman drug more for me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I fell asleep uh, more. Well, I mean like I was, I'm at the theater nodding off and I hate that. Then like yeah. nothing makes me more frustrated than spending a boatload of cash to go see a movie on a huge screen. And I can't stay awake. Right. Mm-hmm. It, but it doesn't help when they make the chairs like recline all like a bed. Yeah, yeah, and it's dark and yeah. Yeah, and Randy's so warm. Uh, Paul says, "Yeah, that is a real problem, Randy." Come on, <laughs> hipster Defoe. <laughs> no, well, and Batman v Superman. For whatever reason, I still had a bo- my bar wasn't super low on that one. I liked Man of Steel, and I acknowledge its issues, but I still enjoyed it. I went to the theater. Was it twice or three you, times? I say I, it twice. I think you have a thing for Wobob machines. I love me a good Wobob machine. I do. You do. To be honest, the boom tubes also mm-hmm. boomed a little bit. Not as satisfyingly as they should, but I remember being very disappointed in the theatrical cut. I'm like, it's a boom tube. Where's the boom? And then here, it was a delayed boom. They'd zoop out, and then there'd be a boom. But there's a little bit of a boom. Um... Superman's the whoop whoop machine in this one. Yeah. But so I, I think I had higher expectations going into Batman v Superman and was knocked much lower than pretty much anything that came after it because I'm like, I'm not doing that again. They're all going to suck. So then when I see it, I'm like, it at least entertained me. Yeah. It's a plus. Right. All right. Uh, hey, Melanie. Yes. Anything we should be amazed about? Sure. Okay, so I'm not going to get into the deep dive of this because it's... Oh, Aquaman <laughs> joke there. <laughs> it's more, yeah, it's more than anyone wants to uh, listen to, uh, besides me, maybe. Um, but uh, people made, or scientists created a sonic black hole, which it is kind of fascinating to me. A sound can't escape it. And they're using that to study actual black holes. Um, and it's much easier to make a sonic black hole than an actual black hole. Uh, 
sound travels much slower than light. Um, so you can make one in a lab, so which they've done. Uh, but I still, I thought, I thought it was pretty, pretty cr- great, and it also um, helps prove that Hawking's radiation is real. Which, if you care about physics at all, um, which I know most people don't, but if you do, it's pretty cool. So, well, in at least the article you sent me mm-hmm. really dove into kind of the. Uh, not really, I think, mm-hmm. or those otherwise it'd be indecipherable to me, but really mm-hmm. dove into the kind of the science of black holes a bit, which was interesting. Right, right. Um, but I, yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying not to do that anymore with these because I know I've heard people say so many times I didn't understand anything you said. So I'm trying to keep it light if I can. Uh, but it's also it's it's kind of like not contested, but like hotly debated among scientists because they're like, well, it, it's a cool uh, experiment, but it doesn't necessarily prove anything because it's not a, a one-to-one type scenario necessarily. You're um, right, but we can't we can't create a one-to-one type scenario, right? Because uh, we would all die. <laughs> Imagine the boom on that one, though. <laughs> Let me ask: Does it wub wub? I might be down for black hole creation if it's a wub wub black hole. It no, it doesn't though. It, it, no sound escapes. Where could the wub come oh, from? You're right. I you know. Get a sonic black hole. It's the opposite of a wub wub machine. <laughs> yep. You're you're looking for wub in all the long places. The anti wub. <laughs> the anti wub. The anti wub equation. It's gonna wub me yep. the wrong way. <laughs> oh boy. Uh. It's worse and worse. Okay. Uh. Wubba lubba dub dub. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was just catching up on comments. Mm-hmm. Paul, one last thing on Snyder Cut. He had five years to figure out what he wanted, to, where he wanted to go with it. I hope he figured it out. We should be amazed it wasn't six hours long. If he had the budget, slow mo every scene, <laughs> slow motion the movie. Dude, if he had his way, he probably would have had the first half be this movie and the next half be Injustice. But I'll take Injustice, man. If, yeah. Of the movies, Man mm-hmm. of Steel, you mm-hmm. know, a Superman movie, a Batman v Superman movie, mm-hmm. a Justice League movie, and mm-hmm. an Injustice League movie, mm-hmm. the one movie that didn't get made is the one you should have gave to Zack Snyder. Yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But also, don't hand your whole universe over to him. <laughs> he makes pretties, but he's not great with the stories. Okay. I don't have anything else. Jesse, you got anything coming up you should mention? Uh, nothing really, uh, for me, but I, I did want to like throw my shout out first of all to Paul again, one more time, check out that episode, of uh, release this, the release, the Snyder cut, um, episode for sure. And then, you know, go through the list because he interviews lots of awesome people. Mm -hmm. Also, Eric White, thank you for joining us tonight in the chat. Uh, visit Eric White's, uh, art page. He's a, he's a, phenomenal artist i have a few of his pieces up in my office here you can't see it but i've got a, a big lebowski up there somewhere and then i've got a greatest american hero over here behind me uh you can visit his website which is geekywhiteguy.com that's, cool that's great it's a that's a great, that's a great URL, url to have right yeah so please go visit that all right i didn't do it but i wanted to make my this is the off topic. I wanted to make my video black and white. I'm just like, this is a true world. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't, 
Darn the babies. I could I could have been black and white for for that dang baby. <laughs> that works though. That's more that's more artistic. <laughs> that's like the Schindler's list of alien baby artwork. <laughs> The Schindler's List. You can but only not, watch it once, or what? But yeah. <laughs> and every time you think about it, it makes you kind of sad. Oh, well, Paul's, Paul's right. Your screen is too wide. Here we go. <laughs> this will fit on Vero. This, so this is, is this what closer he likes. To four three aspect ratio now. Uh, it's a little much, but it'll fit. It'll fit on your cell phone, which is the true way to watch any cinematic film. <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> on your effing phone. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. I was feeling claustrophobic. All right. Yeah, I don't have anything else. So, everybody, thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. People of the future, thanks for listening on the podcast. I'll try to get it up before Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Listen. Wednesday-ish. It's all fluid. It's all fluid. Um, otherwise, have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. And take it easy, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a breath. I was like, it, it, "What's she gonna say?" Oh, uh, no, I was, I was storing it up for my, you know, goodbye. Post, post. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. on the internet randy (laughs) we're wrong we're just wrong period full stop